Hello, and welcome to the podcast, A Living Library of Resiliency, where we have creative conversations. It's a journey involving discussions to process resiliency, an exchange of discovery and healing, and talks among friends to open ears and eyes. Please reach out to me if you'd like to be a guest. I'm your host, Rhiannon Barry, a visual artist, social worker, community-minded wellness program developer, psychology student, and wellness retreat coordinator. I'm joined today by micro-realist artist Adele Campbell out of London, Ontario. Together we have created some art retreats and self-care planning um, and we've uh, developed it into um, activity plans for day retreats as well as some overnight retreats. And we talk a little bit about how that came together but we also talk about uh, future planning and we get into some of what you can expect at the Creative Wellness Haven. So we facilitate both the creative process and the discussions afterwards and everything we do is based on art and envirotherapy principles and self-care planning. Confidentiality um, is always in effect. So we do discourage the use of any um, electronics and we also do a device detox. So we help you through it and um, you leave feeling refreshed and with higher energy. So our feeling is that, you know, when you're with others or when you're self-guided, painting does allow you to focus on the moment. So there's a lot of mindfulness involved in the retreats. And it also gives you a little bit of techniques and art or a chance to just create for the day. And um, then you can share it with others as well. And so it helps build a sense of community and belonging as well as confidence. So I'm an avid journaler and uh, last week I was um, kind of unloading and writing a lot of just contemplating a lot of things that I had been seeing online and um, I got into a bit of a rant and then afterwards I emerged from it with these um, ideas of looking at trendy self-care Um, ideas that you see on the internet, you know, on social media, uh, very trendy. Like right now, a lot of people say, be kind, or I'm an empath, or, you know, stay positive. And those are all really great things. But I wanted to take a look at the other side of those things. So after my journaling session, I did post some memes and that I created myself. And so we do discuss those a little bit. The first one is when I'm an empath becomes self-sabotaging. The second one is bottling up your emotions is like poison. And the third idea that came out of this journaling session for me was um, self-imposed toxic positivity. So positive thinking does not exist in a vacuum. It is not a cure-all. Toxic positivity can silence you and those around you from expressing their negative emotions. Have you ever seen that Seinfeld episode where George was practicing like staying calm and never getting angry and he's like the new George? 
and he I don't say, remember that one, but I have watched it for sure. He'd be like, Serenity now. Oh yes. Oh, no, okay. was, yeah. was it George? No, it was um it was Kramer. So maybe it was Kramer. I'm pretty sure it was Kramer. And he would say, Serenity now. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> and then at the end he smashed up the whole garage. Yeah. <laughs> Serenity now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminds me of when people say, be kind, be positive. I'm an empath, I think, <laughs> boiling underneath there. Yeah. I want to know. Come talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me your but, story. Yeah. I think our retreats, too, like give you a space to actually feel those things and then, you know, dive deeper into, into that feeling and express it creatively. I think one of the reasons we started this is because you and I were both talking about accountability. Accountability, yeah. That's how we started off from a post that I did or something. And that's one of the ways this conversation led us into creating a space for someone to really dive into themselves and then th express that in order to the first idea was like creating an accountability program that's right yeah wanted to meditate daily or wanted to work out daily or whatever their health health and self-care goals were but they just weren't following through during covid yeah because that was prompted by me re recognizing that i wasn't following through <laughs> and i needed to be held accountable and yeah. i think that's one of the great things too is that you know, what we've created, you know, there's tools within our self-care plan that allow you to, to continue to make sure that you hold yourself accountable. And we talked about how there was a need, there's going to be a need for people to kind of have the opportunity to reflect on what we've all gone through and where we all want to go from here yeah when we first started planning this it was like well people have been stuck at home isolated everybody's talking about how they want to socialize more so we thought it should we should do something for groups yeah small groups because people are still anxious about being around people. But one thing I noticed when it opened up, um, like wineries were there, like, I don't know, I don't own a winery, so I can't really speak to the data. But it appeared to me that people were eager to sit on patios, yes. go to restaurants, go to the wineries, do these things um, socially distanced, but get out and be social. Yeah. And also occurred to me that a lot of my friends, a lot of what I was seeing on social media, TV, internet, in movies, reflected in animations, everything, posters, art, was that everybody had made these promises to themselves. Like, I'm going to be this, I'm going to yeah. do this myself, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I, you know, and people are like, I want to be around my family more. So, yeah. 
I want more time with my children. I want to take better care of my health, my diet. I want to start meditating. I want to do this. I'm going to do this. All these promises and realizations sort of hit the back burner for anybody who wasn't socially anxious. True. And so then I started thinking, are they going to be okay? (laughs) Like, are they going to hit walls? are they going to start hiding again? Are they going to remember those promises they made to themselves? Did anybody write any of this stuff down or video diary it? Or is it all going to be lost? Yeah. We're open again. Yeah. And I think the world would just be such a better place if we remembered those promises. Yeah, I agree. But it's easier said than done, isn't it? It is. Well, the thing is about it, about that, about the socialization and getting out and going on patios and going to uh, vineyards is that, you know, when you reflect on what you've done the last almost two years and you look at what have I done for myself or for humanity, you know, did I just return to things as normal, even though we've just gone through a pandemic? You know, this was a significant event. What, you know, what on the other side of it, are you just being the exact same person that you were? And are you happy with that person? Yeah. Because sure. I mean, a lot of people that gained weight are trying to lose weight. I went to yoga this morning. For I'm sure. It's high intensity, but there were a lot of people there. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people that have taken it seriously. And, you know, I mean, there wasn't much that we could do for comfort. Food was definitely one of those things. Yeah, yeah. And everybody liked something different, right? Whether it was green, cake, you know, greasy pizza, whatever it was. Yeah. Everybody was diving in somehow. I don't know though I know one girl she was like I'm gonna take my health really seriously and she lost weight during COVID and she said it was because of um, diabetes in her family or something oh yeah but I was uh, now she looks amazing not that she didn't look amazing before but now she's just like I'm just like wow girl yeah gained weight (laughs) (laughs) me too yeah my partner was like I'm going running I'm gonna run every day might as well there's it's the only thing I can do right now so he just started running and now he's running every day like his health has improved (laughs) mine not so much I wish I had to start running with him I'm like I'm gonna start running again (laughs) I think I was just like school is no joke oh man just so kidding me yeah never mind all the other crap that was going on during COVID right (laughs) yeah the fact that I couldn't like leave my computer or face the possibility of failing a class like that's a lot of pressure on top of a lot of pressure (laughs) I bought a machine and a weight bench and we would like do yoga and stuff you know from like an instructor on the internet uh there's so much out there but we even did a few like weight weight regimes and yeah 
I think I did jump on it at one point. Like I was on my bike. I got a stationary bike and I was doing the, what's it called? Oh my gosh. Peloton. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing those, man. I was going hard. And then it just, you know, you see those all on the side of the street in like 10 years. It definitely wasn't a Peloton bike, but I was following the videos and kicking my own butt. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. But I mean, like, again, it's one of those things where once life kind of turned back into what we would consider quote unquote normal, you know, those things quickly faded away because, oh, one of the things I noticed, I don't know about you, but here in London, there's so much more traffic. One of the things I really enjoyed about COVID was there was no traffic. Now it's like traffic jams. You're like, and there's people just, I I saw a guy speed past me today. He must've been going a hundred on a like 60 zone. And I was like, is it really that important? Like you just got off the biggest pause ever. And now you're rushing around. Like, this is like so important that you you just have to go excessively fast yeah why like um I was volunteering on a fundraising committee and I had mentioned we should do singles events during (laughs) nobody went for it I was like we should do singles um valentine's day fundraiser now they wanted to do like a couple of stuff but I was just thinking about them like boy oh boy all these singles man really screwing up the dating scene oh i heard on i heard on the radio today that they're gonna people are doing zoom dates yeah that's, that's you have your first date on zoom yeah no this, <laughs> this lady called and she was like yeah i got on the zoom call and this guy started was drinking beer after beer after beer talking about how much he hated his job he called his boss while I was on the Zoom call, told him how much he hated his job and quit his job. So the same people who are on regular dating sites are now on the Zoom date. On the Zoom date. I could write a book about freaking dating. Right. Um, oh my gosh. I'm really Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've met that guy. But one of the things they said, and I was like, yes remember when we were younger and you'd just be able to slam down the phone and you can't do that anymore just like slam down the computer I'm like yes I I live for that moment like I think I just want to go on one one zoom call so I can just slam down the phone and be like no yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you can't get your frustration out anymore Mm -hmm. one of the things too I wanted to mention is like the adaptability that we've all had Like we've all had to adapt our lives to this pandemic. And even though we are, again, going back to this quote unquote normal, in some way, all of us had to, we've had to adapt. Normal is is still wearing masks and showing your back. Yeah. Yeah. That's freaking not normal, man. No. At least you won't get the flu as easy anymore. Right? Honestly. I wonder how much the flu's gone down. Colds. Yeah. The first sporting event was like a cold followed like like a day after it was over. It was just like, seriously? 
Yeah, the first shutdown. I think I had COVID. Really? Yeah, my son came home with, um, on the Thursday night, they announced that the schools were closing. So I picked him up and we went out and got a ton of groceries and we stopped Shepherd's Drug Mart and I got like three bottles of cough medicine and a bunch of Advil's. Like that, right? How much toilet paper did you buy? One. It, it was like a mad, like craziness <laughs> there. About okay. one thing, 12 rolls. And I was like, you know what? You can like, honestly, just use cloth. Like if it really right. comes down to yeah. it, bed sheet, like yeah. spoiled. Like I actually, like when I was younger, um, my brother told me not to talk about this, but <laughs> one time when I told somebody, God forbid, but when I was younger, I lived on an island up north in a house that my father built. And one winter, the pump flipped in the lake. We got all of our water. Oh. So this means in a frozen lake, Lake Superior, we had no water in the house. Yeah. No toilet. Wow. Right. Yeah. So what we ended up doing was like my stepmother had the older kids break a hole in the ice and use garbage cans and like haul them up to the house like we were like uphill yeah (laughs) to the house and then once inside she would sometimes use that water to like boil water for whatever right sure we'd go into town to the grandparents to shower and bathe (laughs) um and but like the toilets didn't work so she okay so this is where it gets a little kind of crazy so <laughs> there's there's at the time I think there were 10 kids in the family oh oh my gosh <laughs> it, gets a little, it gets a little crazy um but anyway so there's nothing anybody could really do but there was this outhouse up on the top of the island and my stepmother because there's so many kids she'd buy these giant um buckets of flour and margarine right so we yeah the buckets around so that oh. the toilet. wow right? yeah I shit you not <laughs> unintended um and so when they were full the older kids had to drag them up to the outhouse and dump them oh it sounds gosh. like something out of like the 1800s right it does yeah to be honest <laughs> sometimes this is what happens when you live up north so anyway so when people were complaining about toilet paper, <laughs> I was sitting there going, are you guys, what kind of fluffy bunnies are you? <laughs> fluffy bunnies. I had friends who were filling their, their shopping carts up at Costco and I'm just like, this is insanity. Like, it was. have you never camped before? Right. Like, I was just like, what? And, uh, you know, having gone through that when I was younger for a couple months, because winters last pretty long, we had to pay somebody to go down there and flip it or whatever. Wow but like I remember like my friend's sister would come over and boil water on the stove and like wash her hair for us and she babysat and stuff like that but oh, you just make fake do right yeah you do of course yeah so that's what I thought of that toilet paper thing yeah I thought it was the most ridiculous thing ever but yeah some people don't have bathrooms guys people still have toilet paper like they bought so much toilet paper they still have toilet paper like they're not gonna have to buy toilet paper for another three years they bought so much toilet paper <laughs> like you hoarders mm-hmm. wow. and why toilet paper and not seeds right or, snow or cans of food yeah exactly toilet paper across so them. weird 
yeah like why not tuna and mm-hmm. you know peanut butter yeah peanut butter I would have hoard, I hoarded peanut butter I had a couple what stashed. about like <clears throat> tampons and pads right Lots of tampons and pads no nope. paper <laughs> tampons and pads are too taboo yeah god forbid you talk about where humans come from right I feel thanks for sharing that <laughs> <laughs> oh you poor thing you didn't get oh you didn't have toilet paper I mean I didn't have to live through anything like that but I did go to a, a camp when I was a kid and it, there was an outhouse you know that's what we used in the winter there was and the toilet never ever flushed there was never running water you had to use a bucket there was a toilet but mm-hmm. it didn't always work and you had to use the bucket to flush yeah that's what we did sometimes I think but then the pipes started freezing oh yeah because they would yeah you're like okay can't do that yeah um um, yeah all right so those memes I sent you the other day yeah I thought maybe that would we could kind of chat about that like the opposite side of these trendy you know things and maybe why they're not working for people in the way that everybody sort of gravitates to like I'm silly right now I'm wearing a shirt but like (laughs) yeah but being kind is something everyone needs to read right now because not everyone is being kind they're being jerks when they go into stores and when they're meeting people in the street so being kind is legit but yeah being kind is legit yes but but <laughs> memes are there there's just another thing that you can swipe through yeah they're fleeting they are it fleeting take a lot of energy no to be like oh i kind of like oh that that sounds right yeah yeah and then just kind and of then open. you don't even have to comment you can just press your little heart away you don't even have to make a comment or commit to it you're just you can also just uh screenshot it yep and share and it share it and it becomes like you're you have to buy into that because now you it's that whole thing like people think people care about People think people are watching them more closely than they actually are, right? It doesn't have to be that serious. No. But a lot of this stuff has become toxic, and that's why I came up with, you know, when I was journaling the other day, I took some time to, I took some time to, like, um, you know, just pen to paper and, like, let everything flow. Yeah. And a lot of times I end up just writing really negative things like in my journal, right? Like just a lot of negativity, you know, get it off your chest or whatever you feel better. That usually is what journaling ends up being. But in in between the, the lines, once you get all that negativity out, that's when the things start to like trickle through. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people, people are like gravitating to be kind. And now does be kind mean just like be kind? Like all the time. And then it's presented in such a way like 
I'm kind all the time. I buy in to be kind. Therefore, yeah. I'm superior. And that's the same sort of thing that I find with um, like positivity sometimes too. It's like, oh, be yeah. positive, stay yeah. positive. And then so I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, and there's also another term that's, you know, been kind of like popping out at me when I read things lately and it's toxic positivity. You know, so I started writing about those two things and then that led me to empathy. Well, I think that's the difference is, well, again, it's what it, what is the definition of an empath? Because, yeah, I think it's one of those trends where, oh, I'm an empath, I'm an empath. Well, what does that mean exactly? Because like, are you... Stay an empath forever? That's right, yeah. Do you because really your feelings? yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy the whole entire world affecting your life because you're so sensitive or yeah I have a lot of empathy for people I watch commercials and I start crying or somebody yeah. tells me happened to them and I can't help it my eyes start watering up so I when I can't even stand looking when someone gets hurt because I feel it like I physically feel it and that is something I've continuously worked on because it's like, I shouldn't have to feel that, that yeah. pain that you're having. You do get used to it, right? Like human beings don't like change. It hurts because your brain's synapses are all yeah. reconfiguring and everything, right? So that, that change in mindset or idea or new way of thinking, it hurts. Um, just like learning kind of physically hurts sometimes and I can about it physically hurts from yeah your brain hurts <laughs> like honestly ow. too much information <laughs> but with the empathy um and I want to talk about toxic positivity too but mm -hmm. um with the empathy I did end up creating my own memes like yeah after that journaling session because you know, just sort of thinking about it from the other point of view, like, what if we weren't so influenced by these trendy, you know, ideas in self-care and wellness? But yeah, like, so for empathy, it's like, if you're overly empathetic, it might be a sign that you, you need to work on your emotional regulation skills. Yeah. And that's something that you go into therapy to do, or you could maybe self-help your way through some of that. Um, but then also, I mean, like we both, we both said it, we're both empathetic. Yeah. So sometimes that's really, really hard to, to fix or it is. In, in total too, like maybe some of it will always be there. I think so for sure, because you're, you're the it's the awareness it's the self-awareness that someone else is feeling or whatever you know it's hard to kind of walk into a situation and not automatically have that reaction that you're used to having over and over again of yeah. how are they feeling how am I going to affect how they're feeling how are they going to affect how I'm feeling yeah what am I picking up on yeah 
so it's so much it becomes so much of your identity especially when you say i'm yes an empath when you're yes. self-labeling yourself an empath yeah so like as a student of psychology i would say you are carrying trauma yeah i would say you have open wounds unhealed traumas yeah and that makes you more empathetic to other people because you can empathize with them mm -hmm. so i would i would just say that's the opposite of wearing it as a badge of honor is to think of it from that perspective yeah i agree yeah mm -hmm. and then it becomes a burden in your life when you're taking on other people's yeah because like your meme says like i'm looking right at it 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 moves past sympathy because you can be sympathetic for someone for the situation that they're in but it is completely different when you're when you're empathetic because you're feeling or going through the emotions with them right and you can have empathy for them as well because the uh, healthy having healthy i think the problem too in society is that everyone not that everyone's trying to be a helper but everyone feels as though well i think one of the problems is, is that a lot of people aren't emotionally aware of their own emotions and so it's easier to reflect how someone else is feeling sometimes if you're not emotionally aware of your own being yeah. or if you haven't had a chance to express yeah. things happen to me you can yeah. be like with them for them you know like kind of yeah seriously through their pain um but also like what's that um trauma connection like when you're connected to somebody because they've had the same trauma as you so when somebody has a trauma bond too i think that's kind of similar to saying well not just saying i'm an empath but but relating to other people who say that they're empath definitely I I think that for sure yeah so like I've had somebody like I worked with somebody um one time who is super sensitive super super like very emotional at work yeah and we had another uh girl who worked with us once in a while and she was the sweetest thing ever um but like the way that the the one girl who I worked with was really sensitive, when she talked about her, she'd say she's an empath. And she said it in such a way like you have to be careful about how you are around her because she will absorb what you tell her. Yeah. And it almost made me feel guilty for saying anything that I was feeling or, well, no, it, all, it didn't almost, it did. Yeah. Because she was labeled an empath by somebody else. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to like, you know, emotionally drain this person by telling them I'm having a bad day or whatever. So I just mm -hmm. tell this person things because, you know, it was a label that was put on her. Yeah. But then, you know, I remember after that was said, said to me and I went through, you know, maybe a day or two avoiding telling this person anything, I realized that's a their, them problem. 
I'm an empathetic person as well, but I was like, wait a second. When did being an empath come with, come with boundaries? (laughs) Yeah, like boundaries. But not only that, but like, when did it come with, like special you know and then having had to have special treatment like yeah doesn't that just show that there's something that's not right that there's things off work more yeah Yeah. overly emotional at work or this isn't work the work situation but yeah like having to cover your cover your area with you know healing stones and things because if if something you know happens and you're not going to be able to function on working on your project or stuff like that yeah yeah that reminds me of someone I worked with I love healing stones but you know so do I and there is a place for them though and if you're needing to have them spread around your desk you know like maybe there's something more to that you know I have healing stones but I don't you know every once in a while I'll carry one with me but it's not like I have them you know to try to keep me grounded because I'm not, I, I can't handle other people's emotions. Okay. So let's talk about the uh, toxic positivity one. Yeah, that one is. Um, this one doesn't really get to me that much, but it does to when somebody's so overly positive, it's, it's just sort of like comical kind of, or just sort of, like well, I kind of relate to this one because I am an optimistic person and it's really hard in my life for me to allow outside circumstances to affect my positivity. But there have been times when, you know, I've discussed with my, my partner, like, he's like, I don't know how you get up in the morning. And then when I realize I'm like, you know, sometimes I have tried so hard to be so positive because I'm like, if I, if I'm negative, then, you know, then I'm going to go down this dark hole and, and I could end up, you know, at the bottom again. And that's not but where I want to be. Skill, no, it's this coping strat- strategy and method. Like sometimes, positive, you know, yeah. keep positive outlook, yeah. keep things in place throughout your day. That'll keep you on a positive path. But then it, sometimes that hide, that hides things that are actually good for, for you to help you heal, like yeah, going like for a walk in nature. Yeah. You know, like, you're just like, no, I'm just going to stay positive regardless. And it's like, well, maybe I just need to take a minute. Like, I, I think, I think when it, yeah, I think it becomes toxic when people just don't recognize that there's signs in our lives to signify when we need to take a minute and you know shrouding it over with positivity isn't always the best thing to do yeah 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 it's true and then like if somebody's saying oh be be positive all the time you don't feel comfortable being negative if you're having that's right yeah you can't right. be like, I've had a shitty day because you're going to be like, they're going to come at you with their, <laughs> or they're like, well, yeah, here's what you have to do. Yeah. 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 They're going to try to come up with a solution because they have to have the solution for everything because they can't have negativity. Right. Mm-hmm. 
but then you that's such a yeah that's such a funny one for me I don't it doesn't really bother me very much when people are just super positive but like if somebody doesn't allow me to express myself and this is like you know there's certain places there's certain environments in life where you're not allowed to really say how you feel yeah some people are masters at doing it correctly to a certain extent but there's certain environments socially that you just can't you can't express your discontent no so i think that's a bit toxic over time becomes really bad for you if you can't express yourself if you're if you don't know how to express yourself you don't have the communication skills to get it out yeah and then what was the third one the third one was be kind bottling up your emotions is like poison yeah like but that can come from positivity yeah it is like positively yeah yeah it's like when you're always kind like you're when your motto is be kind be kind not that you want to be unkind but you know sometimes you just have to you know you have to express your feelings you have to express what's going on in the situation you can't just be kind in a level yeah well communicated way yeah can't be mean no it's the thing when you say be kind it's almost like it implies there's an opposite if you're not being that's kind, right you're being mean. yeah and i don't think that's the case i think kindness is sometimes subjective kindness can be bringing your neighbor a basket of muffins yeah right kindness could be saying do you look nice today yeah kindness could be saying nothing when there's nothing kind to say <laughs> you know <laughs> leaving something right. in could be kind you can yeah. be opening the door for the person, you know, that, that has their hands full or whatever. It doesn't have to. It could yeah. be guiding somebody from behind without them knowing that you are doing this with their best interest. Yeah. Or even you can be sending people, you know, good vibes. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind, being kind. That's being kind <laughs> on another level. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it definitely, uh, it's funny because part of all of this is that it's just being, it's just that self-awareness, you know? Yeah, it is, but it, um, it is. And everybody's at a different level, right, of their self-awareness or just like, yeah, just like, you know, the more you learn, the more you travel, your mind um, opens and expands, even with age, it naturally opens and expands. Yeah. When you have kids, it opens and expands. There's just certain points in your life where, you know, you learn and grow naturally and and things take on a different, more extensive and meaning, right? um part of it too is not jumping on trends you know look at you know looking at something more than just face value like we are you know right just taking the time to look at the opposite side so that's what that journal entry was all about was just like "Mm -hmm." like it sounds great i love the idea of be positive be kind of course yeah that's why it's we all do Mm -hmm. but there's a time and a place for all of it yeah 
yeah, I guess it's on like a continuum or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's also like critical thinking about this too, right? Because like as a well, like basically with our wellness retreat, we are wellness coaches. Yeah. We are creative. We're we're doing it with creativity and painting and crafting and you know natural elements like water and earth and different elements of that how to be creative and take care of yourself uh, but we <laughs> well I was just gonna say but with our self-care plan we're not we're not just making it all fluff you know we're saying you know use these tools that we're giving you to express yourself creatively as you go through these emotions maybe you've never looked at them before here's yeah. You know, here are a few tools that are going to help you process this so that you can move forward. Yeah, it's a little bit of a deeper dive. Yeah. And it's, and it's guided. Like, we're more yeah. than just like coaching you, like, oh, come on, be, you know, let's get you. Let's you know, get you, yeah, saying an affirmation daily. <laughs> yeah. I think what it is, it's like, it's a deeper dive. It's a, a guided um immersive coaching or one days anyway are like what about six hours long yeah so you're away from your phone just long enough to disconnect from some of these you know everyday things that you're feeling and put that space in between all those things that tether you mm -hmm. and get you you know just starting to reflect which is why we do the follow-up yeah but the four-day retreats, those are a little bit different. They will be, yeah. Yeah, those they are a little bit more intensive. Way more intensive, but still with the same guided, like, not that we're going to hold anyone's hand, but, you know, we're going to help you through it. You're not going to have to go through it alone. Yeah. Yeah, and we will definitely be, um, like, if you like art and creativity, you will like it anyway, right? Because it's yeah. like activity. Yes. But when you realize the lesson that's ingrained in the activity about looking deep into yourself, how you've been acting, and critically take a look at your patterns and habits, it, it's a little bit different than just, like, mindfulness based yes, art activity. For sure. So anybody can can join an art class. Right? And you know there's natural benefits from that. There are. For sure. You get kind of lost in it. It's like taking a good yoga class. Yeah. But then, yeah, so I guess it, it ties in with um, what I was saying about these trendy sort of memes is their surface level. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to look at it from all angles in order to really get a critical view. Yeah, and to really recognize it, acknowledge it. Yeah. I, well, identify and then work through it. treat yourself to some much needed time away from the stresses of life and work and responsibilities and join us at the creative wellness haven retreats confidentiality um, 
is always in effect. So we do discourage the use of any um, electronics and we also do a device detox. So we help you through it and um, you leave feeling refreshed and with higher energy. So our feeling is that, you know, when you're with others or when you're self-guided, painting does allow you to focus on the moment. So there's a lot of mindfulness involved in the retreats. And it also gives you a little bit of techniques and art or a chance to just create for the day. And um, then you can share it with others as well. And so it helps build a sense of community and belonging as well as confidence. We're located at the Port Weller Community Centre in St. Catharines, Ontario, and the program runs from 10.30 to 4 p.m. So it's a full day of wellness activities, nature immersion, and creative self-care planning with the option to come at 9.30 for meditation. So you can expect to explore Malcolmson Echo Park if the weather permits, Sunset Beach as well, and the grounds uh, around the community centre as well as we have access to all the uh, rooms inside the community centre, which includes the art room as well as the gym.